In our opinion, movies can be found in one of two realms. The realm of the renowned, those active in the minds of pop culture, your masterpieces, your witty comedies, your impactful horror. There are even those that are so bad they're good. Cult classics. This is not a show about those movies. Instead, we bravely venture into the realm of the forgotten. We plummet the depths of cinema, searching amidst the left behind, the seventh at the box office and the bottom of the bargain bin. We seek out neglected films to find the ones worth salvaging from oblivion. And banish the unworthy back to the abyss. What hidden gems will we find on our exploration? What mediocre plot lines will we unearth? And what artifacts that may at first have been overlooked will we reclaim? I'm Wesley. I'm Peter. I'm Lily. I'm Sam. And hello from obscurity. everybody so you just finally heard the intro music so it's not just us going wee, wee, yeah, the we, whole time we're but there were some motifs in there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah we're, we're we're pros now uh we got the intro we got the music we got a new movie to talk about um and it is yes, 2014's comet by sam Esmail? I was so weird. Yeah, it was Esmail, but I thought you were about to say by Sam Pavich because this was my pick this week. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't, mm. that's not how this works. Uh, but yeah, it's I Sam Esmail. Uh, and uh, I mean, I, I don't know what you were going to say, but yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say starring uh, Justin Long and Emily Rosam. Um, Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. I think I always <laughs> call her Emily Rossum. Yeah, no, it's it's. it's I call her Emmy, Emma Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Uh, she's actually married to Sam Esmail, yes. and her and Justin Long were also producers on this. Yes. Uh, definitely that. feels like three buds got together and made a movie. Yeah, definitely. For twenty five bucks, I looked at. And yeah, made for twenty five bucks uh, too. Like so, we we mention in the in the intro, we look at uh, movies that are seventh at the box office. Would anybody like to guess what Comet ranked in the U.S. domestic box office? Abysmally. I think I saw it. I think I mm-hmm. saw it. So I'm gonna um, recuse myself. Sa- Sam, would you well, like to guess? You also, we talked about this last night. We, we so did talk about this. I don't Lily, guess. <laughs> Lily, what was the like, number? Um, out out of how many? I don't out know of how all ranked. movies, I'm gonna say like near the very bottom. Pretty close. It ra- yeah. it ranked sixteen thousandth. Oh wow! <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> Grossed a solid seven thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. So when we say we're going into the obscurity, we're we're really there with this movie. Uh-huh. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. When I when I chose this one, I've never I've never talked about this movie with anyone because, no. as far as I know, I'm the only one who's seen Accor- this movie. Yeah, according to these numbers, you now all four of us are probably sixty percent of the viewing audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a I I. I like this movie. Uh, I will say, though, we're going to get it. I'll get into this a little bit more later. I feel like 
everything I felt about this movie completely shifted in watching it a second time. Mm. Cause I haven't seen, so I saw this movie for the first time, I think my sophomore year of college. Uh, it was just something I stumbled on. I was going through like a breakup and I came up on like breakup romance movies. Mm. And I was like, this looks interesting. And it's got like a little bit of a, a sci-fi kind of twist. So I watched it, spoke to me. It was great. I loved it. Uh, but I haven't really seen it since then. Uh, so yeah, this was a, it's a different experience. I feel like mm-hmm. life's changed wow. me. I, so what do you, what do you want? Like what, what has changed? I mean, I guess we're t- going to talk about the movie, but like you going through a breakup and then now has like the relationship, like, ah, I don't like this or, well, it's, or it's better now. And like, we're going to, we'll get into this more, but mm, I feel okay. like watching this, I didn't really see many issues in the relationship. I just thought it was like, oh, you know, tragic, you know, break up, get back together, all this stuff. I was more like focused on that and watching it this time, all I could see were flaws in the relationship, but I don't think that that, made me like it any less. I still really liked it. It just gave me a different meaning. So rather than it being, cause the whole, I guess I kind of to get into the premise mm-hmm. a little bit, it's based, the movie follows uh, this couple. It's a very like limited cast. It's mostly just the two of them talking the whole movie. Yeah, Justin and Emmy and Emmy. Yeah. Uh, they meet in Los Angeles and it goes over six years of their relationships over the course of, I think it's like five different scenes and it's yeah. cutting back and forth in between these scenes. Uh, the movie opens up by saying this all takes place in a parallel universe. And you kind of start to get the idea that maybe each of these scenes is also taking in place in different parallel universes from each other. Or is it a dream? It's a very, like, what's the word? like Ambiguous. Ambiguous, psychological, just kind of dreamlike movie. But you're cutting back and forth between these scenes of them meeting breaking up, getting back together, breaking up again, and then talking like years later after not having spoken. Um, and I kind of forgot where I was going with this, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it changed. How, how has it changed? Oh yeah. So I guess it's like, yeah, the first time I watched it, cause the whole thing is it's like in any parallel universe, I hope that there's a universe where like these two people are together. And I thought that was very romantic and that was the focus of it. But now having been through some uh, not amazing relationships myself where I feel like I didn't necessarily uh, see a lot of those flaws in relationships I've had uh, watching this movie and now being able to self-reflect a little bit more too. I think it's more like, I don't think this couple should be together. And I feel like it's a much more like of a look at Justin Long's character is kind of like a narcissist and it's all through his perspective. And I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting way to look at an unhealthy relationship um, Mm. and kind of how that changes over the years and why these people have stuck together. Yeah. They're clearly wrong for each other. Yeah. I I will say uh, I I did take some notes. The the last note uh, that I took just reads, I agree with Emmy at every point in this movie. (laughs) I'm always on her side. Del yeah. kind of comes I, off as an unlikable asshole, and that was like yeah. the point. Yeah, but, Sam, I I thought yeah. it was um, va- it's validating because uh, I I don't know about you guys, but I I've just watched it now, like 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I stopped watching it and then I got up, got ready for the podcast. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's very fresh in my in my mind. Yeah. Um, what I it's interesting that you say, Sam, that, um, you know, it's kind of through his eyes because there were times where I liked both of them and I thought they had great mm-hmm. chemistry. Um, not a weak point, I thought, between the two. Of yeah. them, but I just thought she felt way more passive. So mm-hmm. it's in. So it's kind of validating of my own interpretation that you thought that you think it's kind of through him because I also feel like he has some of the the bulk of kind of the the meatier lines that are kind of the mm-hmm. thesis yeah. of the movie too. So it's well, I feel yeah. like I interpreted it the right way. He, no. he <laughs> says like one of the very first things he says is I'm a narcissist, uh-huh. and he's like because my therapist told me that I I think I'm the smartest person in the world, and he was like, but what if I am the smartest person in the world? Like he's literally like all of his lines are like. Yeah, he's a classic narcissist, uh, and it's interesting. Well, mm-hmm. You know, I felt like when I started watching this, or no, before I started watching this, I thought this was going to be more like, um, what is it? Before Sunrise, that movie mm, with yeah. Ethan Hawke, and and them just talking and analyzing relationships, and it kind of was. So I was confused though, and it kind of took me off, or. It bothered me the first half because Justin Long kind of got his own introduction. You know, we saw him in independent scenes without Emmy. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when Emmy came, she kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't know what her personality was. I got very slowly, actually slowly, that she was a quirky girl. Mm -hmm. Um, But it just, it took a while to get, Emmy of personality or, or or more of a a depth I should say than yeah or some yeah. substance to her and that's why it confused me because the rest of the movie was like before sunrise to me mm-hmm. them analyzing each other's yeah. relationships after they became three-dimensional characters to me well yeah and that's why too I say I, I think watching it this time I view it much more as a, a, nar- a perspective of from him as a narcissist viewing this relationship in the beginning it's really all about him but then you do yeah. start to see he does genuinely care about her and that's why you start to kind of see her more and she starts to have flaws but also like he kind of understands her and there's kind of like that midpoint where they're in Paris and I feel like that's when they're it's supposed to be the scene of their like biggest argument, but I actually feel like it's the scene where they're the most like on equal footing. I oh, kind of yeah. feel like and actually listening and taking away from each other for the very first time and every other scene on either end of that. It's one of them not mostly him not listening <laughs> to the other. Mm-hmm. I wish there was more scenes though where it was her perspective because I feel mm, like yeah. the one where she was talking to her mom, which was by far, like a minute compared to Dell's. Uh, Did talk, you love or, her ra- uh, her razor uh, cell phone that she had? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I did All think the, the different dimension. They still have a razor. Di- uh, I razor loved her razor, phone. even though it was 2014 when this movie was made. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, for um, I did love the scene where she was on the train. And she was like going in between cars with Justin Long. Oh, that yeah. was from her perspective, and that was like the only like grounding force or a grounding scene for her. Like this is purely her perspective. Mm-hmm. Everything is subjected to her yeah. view of this moment, and that was it. Uh, the rest were Dell and her, or just Dell. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. think I really liked the train scene too. I thought that was where he was most tender and mm-hmm. most um, em- give, emotionally giving yeah. to her. Like where you see that she has anxiety about going in between the cars on trains. And so he's just really reassuring, like, no, it's okay. We can go. Like, you can have your headphones in. And it's so sweet. He's like, I promise I won't let you go. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very sweet line where they're just walking. And, yeah, I think that's him at his most emotionally available and, like, mature with her. Yeah. Well, that's train. Yeah. Because he's trying to get her back. And that's what I feel like is very unhealthy about him is he's more emotionally open only when he's trying to get her yeah, only when it works <laughs> because, to his advantage. Uh-huh. Yeah, at the end, too. Uh, but I love the scenes that it kept shifting where the cro- uh, the order of the scenes, right? So yeah. the order of the scenes would make you think that this happened and then this happened and then this happened. But in one of the, th- you know, in the second scene, it's revealed that actually the th- the fourth scene has already happened you know that i love yeah. that that kept happening yeah for for those listening at home so basically there's there's only five scenes in this movie and it cuts back and forth between these these five scenes there's one that takes place uh in the hollywood forever cemetery that's when they meet uh there's one that takes place in paris um where they're attending a friend's wedding yes they're attending like a friend's the wedding i think of their relationship uh-huh they have uh, uh justin nearly proposes um and then they get into a fight um there is a scene that takes place in new york where they are together no well he, he's in new york she's in la and then it's just a yeah. phone call oh yeah so it's you're a phone call. back and forth between a phone call and that's after they've already broken up and they're back together but that was the second right. that was the second scene that they cut to mm-hmm. in the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you uh, didn't know that that ha- had already happened. Exactly. Then there's the scene that uh, uh, we were just talking about that takes place on a train after they've already broken up the first time. The first time. That's the scene where they actually get back together. Yeah. So I guess let to put them in the actual chronological. Yeah. I feel like let's lay them out in the chronological order that they actually, happen to these characters. So they meet at the Hollywood Cemetery. Yeah, scene one, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. That's a scene where they meet and they talk and they have a whole conversation and he asks her out and everything. Yeah. Then following that... It's not the train. It's the wedding. Yeah, I think Paris is the second chronological order. the Paris, which now they've been together for, I think they say, like, two years. years, And that's where he almost proposes and they get in their, like, supposedly biggest fight ever. Although, Mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like they have worse fights. Didn't seem like that big of a big fight. Uh, It was really gross. I mean, I didn't want him to propose, like, after a fight. No. That just seems so awkward. No. There was no, like, the fact that, I don't know what it was, but the fact that he didn't have the ring in a box, that he just had it. I'm like, oh, no, no, (laughs) you're not planning this right. loose in his pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just that, gave, like that scene gave me so much anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you guys, you're going to be late to the wedding. You got to go. He keeps telling you, you got to get, the, you guys, you're going to be late. You're going to be late. And she's like getting stoned and stuff. But yeah, so yeah. that scene. Yeah. yeah. Paris then is number two. The train, which they've broken up. No. No. Uh, yeah. Because that's the scene where they really? get back together. So they would That's like, right. So they See? Biggest fight. <laughs> then the train scene, which is where now they've been broken up for a little while. Like maybe like a few months or something uh-huh. and he runs runs into her on a train totally like spontaneously because yeah. they just happen to be going in the same direction no he just stalked her uh and then it's the scene the phone call scene where it's new york and that's their second breakup mm-hmm. and then it's the final scene which is them talking 
after several years of the relationship being over. She's she's in a relationship with somebody else now. Um, And spoiler alert, she's like engaged and pregnant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I have a thing about the pregnant thing later, which we'll talk about because it's kind of towards the end of the movie. Yeah. I I will say. Pregnant with the other guy, not with Justin Long's baby. Yeah. Uh, for for all the like, it, this is listed as a sci-fi movie on IMDb and Amazon. There there are some like green screen effects on the train. I don't see this movie as a sci-fi movie. The uh, the no. most sci-fi thing is that there's no pollution in L.A. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there was a lot the of like fantasy fantasy elements. There was, you know, they kept saying. Uh, like the world is world is at war. Justin Long cures cancer. Um, uh-huh. you know. I did not believe for a single second that he was a doctor or scientist. But, he I know, dressed he never, like that. That's my biggest thing with this movie. I'm like, you're not a doctor. That's you why you're not in the lab. Part of that fantasy where it, this is like, oh, because it's a sci-fi, we can make her uh, her on and off again boyfriend cheating boyfriend or whatever boy. boy friend that is a boy like <laughs> a part of esquire and yeah. um it was MTV, like okay the evil mtv yeah, mtv which is the worst now place you could esquire. ever work i was like very yeah. heightened very heightened situations yeah that we, we should point out this is um uh, as we're Sam speaking Esmail, in a pandemic the writer director this is his first feature um mm. This is the first movie, the first feature-length film he did. He's gone on to direct uh, Mr. Robot um, and some producer. Did he, was he the showrunner of Robot? Yeah, uh, that's what I was confused I think he about. might have been, because I think Esmail uh, I think is he also was higher up. a production company. Mm. Uh, well. Yeah, he did Homecoming, Mr. Robot. Uh, th- those are the sh- two shows that he kind of does. Um, yeah, but, uh, he's the EP, so yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, he, he's gone on to become very successful. Uh, this was it's good for him. I, yeah, I, I'm happy for him. Um, I, I do feel like this is one of those movies that I watched and while watching it thought, this is a play. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're watching a play right now. Yeah, I mean, other than the, like, I mean, I think the jumping around timelines is kind of what makes it, like, I guess slightly more, like, engaging than maybe, uh-huh. like, a classic just, like, five scenes. Yeah. Like, whatever, like, that it keeps flipping back and forth between the scenes constantly. Um, and it does do a good job, which I saw a review that said this, and I would agree that in the jumping back and forth, it does still do a good job of, like, crescendoing all of those scenes in a way where they agree. all work across yes. all five scenes. Yeah. I, I, which is hard to do. Yeah. I mm-hmm. do really like the editing of this movie. The, like the, the kind of like what you said, I, I feel like if we watched this movie re-edited, so it happens chronologically, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. No. Mm-hmm. Well, they kept mentioning, and I watched the interview too, Actually, it was it was it was like a YouTube video of like their after the movie talk, but it was like you know four pixels, and uh-huh, <laughs> it was uh-huh. just Emmy and uh, the director talking, and they kept mentioning this these different dimensions. Like they kept really kind of hammering in that these were different dimensions, and I I didn't 
buy that. I just thought it was back and forth, and then you throw some sci-fi transitions. Anyway, did you guys think that these were different dimensions at any point? So I think it's two suns in several scenes. There are two suns in several scenes. Besides like the fantasy element. Yeah. I I did not think I I thought that all five scenes took place in the same dimension. Not ours, but but the same one. See, and I actually and I didn't feel it as as much this time when I watched it. But the first couple times I did like years ago, Mm -hmm. I actually felt and I think I might have said this earlier that each scene could have taken place in different universes from each other because sometimes it feels like the things that they reference are like, especially like Emmy Rossum's hair and stuff. Like it all feels like slightly off and like disconnected from the other scenes. Mm -hmm. Like, especially too, like, I don't know, even them saying like, Oh, in Paris, that was our biggest fight. And then it doesn't really feel like that big of a fight when you watch the scene it makes me feel like, well, maybe it was a really big fight in a, that universe, but it wasn't in the mm. universe that we watched the Paris scene. Yeah. Well, also the Paris scene but it was very bipolar. It was like them kind of at each other's throats, then them making love for two seconds, and then mm-hmm. her getting angry, and then him getting angry, and then... I don't know. It, it, you're right. It didn't seem like it was a very big... It seemed like they should stop bickering and maybe just break up or get some space for a little bit. Just yeah. go to the wedding. Just go to the wedding. You have a prior engagement. <laughs> go oh, to the wedding. Stress the Louis me out so much. Wedding. But I will still yeah, say, like Paris. again, like what I said earlier, I do feel like that's the scene where they're actually having the most like talking and listening and actually like kind of seeing each other and being on like equal footing. Mm-hmm. I also is awful as it is i kind of love the scene where he he where the moment where he does kind of start to propose where he's finally like actually saying all the right things and he's actually talking about how much he loves her and why he loves her and it it feels really really genuine and then he says one of the most like disappointing horrible things ever he says and the thing i love about you most is how much you love me Mm-hmm. And I think it's I I think it's a it's a really like brilliant moment because it perfectly encapsul- encapsulates like why he doesn't deserve to be with her and why the relationship is just never really going to work and it is doomed because he he's he's a narcissist and he literally cannot actually empathize or like see her mm-hmm. more in like in terms that don't relate to himself. Okay, mm. so um, to Lily's quotes, my yes. two favorite, um, that's actually one of my favorites. Uh, I, I wrote it down. Um, so they're at the, yeah, so they're at the hotel and he's, he's, his attempt to kind of shower love on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's on the bed and he's kneeling before her and he says, if I was a restaurant, you would be my special, but no one could order you because I would just want you to be mine, just all mine, not in like a, a biblical slave owning sense or a prostitute dynamic of you be mine, bitch, but just that you are my love. You are my love. But my favorite thing of all, like, is you like, is because you like me. I don't know. I think that says a lot about how great of a person you are. Yeah. That was a good line read, Lily. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's, it was very I, it's a great it's yeah. a very it's a it, great yeah. line it is because it, it i don't know i feel like it it's is the thesis kind of of the, totally. their relationship and i well can i 
can I interject and say I was confused why she got so <laughs> pissed? And maybe yeah. that makes me a conceited asshole because I'm not recognizing that that's a very narcissistic line. I guess I'm more empathetic where it's like, for me, if I would say that, it just seems like it would be more like self-deprecating. I guess in the context, Dell yes. wasn't. Del yeah. wasn't. Uh, and I think so too, I was it's, very it's her confused. reaction that makes you just realize how much this is an issue that uh-huh. she's probably been there since yeah. they started exactly. dating. I, I, they keep coming back to this point. They keep yeah. circling back to this breaking point. I, I think time. it's definitely yeah. an example of like, we are seeing this, but it's been building for two mm. straight years. Yeah. That's Be- good. Because okay. like, yeah, because definitely on its own, you can take the different things that he says, even in that line and like, like smooth the edges and dampen a bit. Well, everything and be like, he oh, says yeah. before the end of it is great. Yeah, it's exactly. The end of it, though, is a horrible thing and, to say to yeah, someone. And, and then, like, if, <laughs> if, yeah, if, if I don't know, the yeah, if if you take that line and say, oh yeah, you're great for this reason. You're great for this reason. You're great for this reason. But most of all, you're oh. great because I'm here. That, yeah, or you're you great because you are smart enough to like me. Yeah. That's essentially what it comes down to. I didn't feel that. Or I'm sorry, I didn't um, catch that. And yeah. I think that scene too, just like those those little things where it's like those choices where, you know, it's winter. It's, you know, like if you think of like Richard III, like it's the winter of their discontent. Like this mm-hmm. is kind of their low point. And then how he's he's ready to go to the wedding. He's all dressed up and he keeps on putting his tie. She's just in her bra and underwear. Like she's more vulnerable or like less made up. There's less artifice where he's like presenting himself. Like I've got my shit together. She can't even handle pot. She gets so <laughs> yeah. weird to go and get her coffee. You know, like it feels kind of, it feels really driven by his ego. Yeah, if this yeah. is a retelling of it. That like, well, oh, she's just this hot mess, and he's got to put up with her so that they get to the wedding on time. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you? Uh, can I tell you my favorite line? Yeah. Please, because I, I wrote down mine as well. I have a. Um, it's. I don't know if this. I doubt this originated from this movie, but <laughs> this is one of the earliest examples of this line that I could find, and it's. Well, let's burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> You've that never used that? One. You've never heard that phrase before? Uh, or Well, it's a contraction it of this... two phrases. Let's that, cross oh, that let's bridge when that we br- get to that. Ah, and let's burn that bridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Subtle. I've heard that let's line burn before. That when we get uh, to that. But uh, yeah, as, as far as I could tell... Uh, this was the earliest example of that uh, contraction of phrases that I could find. And just, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Can the I tell you my favorite? The is very co- witty for sure. Mm-hmm. It, uh, a little too, a little almost uh, too witty for its own good and very like self-aware of like, I wrote a clever line yeah. sometimes. But Bef- I think it falls in with it being about a narcissist kind of. Like it's from his perspective. So mm-hmm. Which again, I wish like it was that. like, both of their perspectives. Yeah. That, yes. that was maybe my greatest disappointment. I still like this movie, but that was my greatest disappointment is like there seem to be glimpses of they are both on equal footing. But again, it's through his eyes. And oh, I have a uh, I watched the video essay. I was I'll get to my favorite quote in a little bit. But like <laughs> I watched the video essay on this movie. The only one that I could find. Yeah. Um, there's not it, there's not, not much information out there about this movie. <laughs> no. 
No, again, I watched one interview on Sam understood the assignment. <laughs> um, <laughs> that obscure. Um, but uh, the video essay tried to explain why it's called Comet, and it did change my perspective on this movie a little bit, is uh, he speculated that... Um, What's her name? Kimberly is the comet in Lo- Justin Long's life. Something very, like, beautiful and comes around every once in a while, or once in a lifetime, I should say, and then goes away. So I thought, mm. okay, mm. that makes sense why now it's skewed to his perspective. Yeah. Gotcha. No, it's interesting. Interesting, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh, but my favorite line. Yes. And then I'll stop talking. Don't worry. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I have two, and they're both from uh, Justin Long. And one is, I should always be the better-looking one in the relationship. I should have known. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's when he was talking about, like, where... When she cheats on him, or he finds out that... And she doesn't even really cheat. No, she she texts somebody else. She's texting another guy who is someone that she was with Mm -hmm. when they were broken up the first time, and he finds out that they've been, like texting a lot again i think it's but kind of an, i read it as like as an emotional affair yeah like, that i mean i i yeah. do because her her guilt kind of makes you realize that it wasn't just texting like it there was more to it mm-hmm. not that anything was happening yeah. other than texting but for her but there for were like her. Yeah, emotions involved yeah the um, way she reacted because i didn't think it was a cheating thing too is like but the way she reacted definitely exactly made it seem and yeah, then my she, other favorite quote. If she didn't quote, feel guilty, oh. yeah. Sorry. No, go no. ahead. My other favorite quote was, I should always be. Oh, that's the one. That's the same <laughs> one. I, just right? read shit. Well, I really want to emphasize Sorry. that this I should always be. <laughs> Justin? I was looking at the wrong one. No, um, uh, I was always a dick to you. I just thought you'd find it endearing for some reason. Uh, like the way people find Don Rickles or Mussolini <laughs> endearing, <laughs> something like that. I yeah. like that. I was it's, like, oh, Mussolini and, <laughs> and to, Don I Rickles. Guess, like, like tonally too, to kind of bring up, like the movie has that very like Aaron Sorkin like Spitfire dialogue where they're mm-hmm. you know constantly like volleying back and forth, and it's very very fast, and there's like a ton of references crammed in, and it, it is a little overwritten at times. But like I said before, I think it. You know, it, it's it's a vibe, and uh, I think that Justin Long and Emmy Rossum do have good chemistry, oh, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. able to handle that dialogue pretty well, mm-hmm. um, and that helps a lot. Like, their acting, for sure, like, carries a lot of the movie. I, yeah. I, um, I was going to say, but I forgot now, Peter, <laughs> you go. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, I, I enjoyed trying to spot all... So this movie was shot in our neighborhood. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So, like, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, couple blocks that way. Um, all uh, a lot he of the to the left for reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our address is. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So, is the Hollywood Forever Cemetery? That was obviously the most uh, noticeable one, and I was looking up some of the shooting locations. Did Not they very go to much. the Hollywood Bowl? Like I saw in one of the scenes, it felt like. Maybe it was just her looking off her balcony, but I thought they were at the Hollywood Bowl. In, in which scene? Ugh, it was at the end, but oh, it was the, like had like turned oh, night, and it was like, yes. is this a dream? Uh, that um, was actually, uh, that's Griffith Park. Um, uh, so, so nearby. That's it. Yeah. 
Um, oh, uh, which, okay. Sorry. But yeah, no, we, like we, uh, there was one street that is like noticed. Oh yeah. That's walking distance from mm-hmm. like, it was shot. I'm surprised our, uh, that our apartment wasn't in the movie, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Justin um, Long right outside your window. Uh-huh. Hey, hey guys. I wish. But, uh, but the other thing I just, because Peter or someone just re- like said something about it being a dream. That's the other reason why it, it is so firmly his perspective, because at the end of the movie, when they're having that final, that's not really the end of the movie, the last scene of their relationship, the one where they're talking mm-hmm. years later, he says, right before I came in here or like last night. I had a dream and it was a collection of all of the things that we've been through, all of these like important moments we've had all just kind of jumbled together, AKA the movie we've just been watching. Oh my God. And I even dreamed this conversation we're having right Right now. now. And then you're like, is the whole thing a dream or is it not? Or is this scene real? And the rest of it's a dream, which then also I think contributes to the kind of like, I don't know how much you can even say that all of the scenes that we saw are completely like factual yeah. in mm-hmm. the world of this. Well, I love the painting illustration of, I wish mm. life was a painting oh, like, because I did because, not. <laughs> well, you didn't. I thought it was no. beautiful. <laughs> that was the one part of the movie. It was like wrong. Don't like it. <laughs> Why do you say that? Uh, because her whole uh, her whole justification. She's a now person, by the way. Uh, yeah, he's a five minutes from now kind of person. Well, Ugh, yeah. that part uh, was like, okay, give me a break. So, so one of her lines, <laughs> one, one of her lines is like, I, I, I love the world of paintings. Like, it, it's a timeless uh, place where. It, it's a timeless form of art. Yes. There's no beginning, yeah. middle, or end. It's just you you look at it and you see something different every time. Yeah. And I think that's wrong. <laughs> I, About I paintings? Yeah, I disagree with that. I feel like time is a very important aspect of paintings. Uh, like, it kind of contextualizes okay. the entire work of art that you're looking at. Like, if you are looking at some sort of painting that depicts... Um, a city while you're in that city and everything is prosperous, you feel something completely different than if you look mm. at that same city after it's been destroyed. I feel like time plays a very, very important role, but not within the art piece itself. I think that's what she's talking not about. In the moment it's not that you're you. viewing it. It's not. And I guess, well, I guess it's that's almost what she's thing. saying is that it, it does change. It is, uh-huh. it is affected by what's happening around it. It's not, something written where every time you read it, those words are always going to be in the exact same place they were last time. Every time you watch a movie, it's always going to start, go through the same thing and end. But with mm-hmm. a painting, it's just there. You can look at it. And you, you can look feel at different about it. You can experience it all however you want. Mm-hmm. And you can like look at not... like different parts of it. Mm-hmm. If you remember okay. it, you can okay. remember it differently. That, that's what I felt like she was getting. It, especially because this movie tried to be a painting where it's like, we don't have the beginning and end. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work because it needs because to have a narrative. Because it is a, mo- a movie. Yeah. And it is the same it's every like, time. Which yeah. that's all I could think about, like, as they're saying that. I'm but like, Sam, you said and that like, you viewed it differently than when yeah, you first watched it. I guess that's it. true. I guess that's true. Um, Ooh. Yeah, Sorry. I guess that is, that is very true. Uh, I think what, Peter, were you kind of saying that, like, it, it like time necessitates or time necessitates perspective, which is necessary kind of. for painting. Sure. Yeah, but that's I, like, his postmortem of this relationship. So all those, I mean, I saw this, this eight pixel interview where he did kind of say like, you know, 
when you break up with someone, the memories come unbidden, not yeah. in chronological order. And I felt like that was what she, he was kind of saying. Mm-hmm. Is Sam, I was... This piece... Oh, oh sorry. Go on. Um, I was very um, intrigued that this was your pick because this definitely felt like someone who watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind yeah. and went, <laughs> now let me try. The, no, and, and when Thousand Percent... Sherlock Holmes. I like this movie, but it is... Oh, oh yeah. I do want to bring up the Sherlock Holmes thing as well. Uh, it, it's very it, it's very trying to be an eternal sunshine of the spotless yes. mind esque kind of thing with the disjointed narrative and the like you know on a train stuff there's a train her yeah. hair changes <laughs> yeah I've never uh, actually watched that movie yeah oh. I, I will say I I don't know if that was uh, completely intentional Wesley but uh, uh, th- there is a interview with uh, Sam Ismail uh, saying how he wanted to basically take the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes and oh. drop him into a romance. Yeah. Oh, that, I don't know if I like that choice. Because I, I did joke about a, it. It's a weird, but no, but but Justin Long's That's character weird. has a very Sherlock Holmes thing where he's constantly like piecing together like the very first second you meet him. Oh, yeah. He's standing next to this girl in line who, like, he's on the phone talking about his mom's cancer treatment and she tries to, like, give him advice while he's on the phone and then he, like, when he gets off the phone, deduces from, like, her backpack and, like, yeah. the way she's standing and everything that she wants to be a doctor because her mom died from cancer and, of course, he's perfectly right. spot on because oh, yeah. he's able to that just overanalyze all of that. But that's the thing. It's kind of annoying. He does it constantly throughout the movie. Right. But I think it's all worth it because it leads to one of my favorite moments where that all just completely backfires yeah. and blows up in yeah. his face. And very it's at satisfying. the very end, they're in that scene that takes place years later. He starts like, you know, they're kind of getting to the point where like he's telling her that he wants her back, even though she's engaged and like all of this stuff. And he's saying, like, I can tell you're not happy with him. You have circles under your eyes. You know, you haven't mm-hmm. unpacked yet. Like, all of these things. You're listening like, to this kind of music you're listen- that you're yeah. never listening to. Break you only music listen to when you're sad or something. It's like, yeah, it's like all these things. And she's like, You want no, me back? I, I'm pregnant. I have circles under my eyes because I'm tired from morning sickness. I haven't unpacked because, like, my back hurts or something, and and I listen to that music just because I like that song. And I just love that it's, like, totally just throws it back Mm -hmm. at him, and he is dead wrong. Mm -hmm. I also thought that um, it was thrown back at him when he gets the call that his mother passed. Oh, like, right after he breaks up with her? Like, it's just totally like, oh, but I, I saved her. I, like, there's that whole thing sure, where he's like, it. I, inv- yeah, like, oh, the doctors weren't doing it right. And da, 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 and I fixed her. Mm-hmm. She's been in remission for a while. She had a heart attack. Yeah. I did yeah. like that, too. That, that was, I, I really, th- that was a great punctuation mark mm-hmm. on the end of that scene, I yeah. thought. And I guess that's something I like about the movie is that he is an unlikable character. He does have all these flaws, but the movie doesn't try to, like, tell you you should like him despite of all of this. In fact, it actually gives you plenty of reasons why you shouldn't, and it punishes him a lot for having, like, treating her that way, kind of. Just karma and everything. And I think... Yeah, and I think the fact that Justin Long played him really oh, gives so the unlike- the he's appearance so that he's endearing. He's oh, yeah. he carries this kind of a, this baggage with him of being the the, yeah. the sweetheart, the golden Justin retriever, <laughs> right? And it's this? I think that's totally how the movie kind of leads 
for me, I felt led into it because when you first see him, he's talking, um, there's that, when he first meets Emmy, the, the date that she's on is this like hipster D bag who's so attractive. He's never been called out before. And I very much felt like I was on Justin's side. Like I felt lured and kind of tricked into liking him, which I thought was, um, which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I like being sort of taken, you know, and being Mm -hmm. surprised And and misled by the writing. And Justin Long adds, like, such a dimension to probably the dialogue that was supposed to be one-dimensional or whatever, two-dimensional. And he adds, like, a third dimension to it where he makes it more complex where, no, I do see the appeal. I see why he... He does love her. Yeah, or or I see why she would want to be with him. Like, Mm -hmm. I did. I actually saw why she wants or she would want to be with him. I didn't think they were right for each other. And the movie showed us that. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, I, oh, for the Sherlock thing, I was just going to say, I don't know. I, I feel like that knowing that that was a conscious choice was a little, <laughs> it disappoints me. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I didn't know that until looking it up this time. I was, I, just I, now. I just, I just made that connection in my mind that, oh, this feels a lot like Sherlock. But now that you said, like, it was Sherlock, now I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. It was intentional. <laughs> it was different Sherlock. enough that I liked it. I didn't even hear the Sherlock. Like, this is the first time I'm hearing of mm-hmm. Sherlock. Yeah. It was, well, it just felt like, yeah, the, oh, let's analyze everything. And you, you, there's a lot of, like, a second person. Like, you are a woman who is high-powered in a job because of that necklace you're wearing. Okay. Um, okay. Bizarre. Oh, by the way, this is a this is not a deep question at all. Um, why do you guys like cemeteries? I love cemeteries. Why is he poo pooing people who don't I know, like I cemeteries? Love, I love actually walking and, around the exact cemetery yeah. that they walk around it's in. Yeah, a tourist attraction. <laughs> I know. I it's enjoy great. cemeteries. I'm, I'm not anti cemetery. They're very relaxing. This is me. So this is this is me. Um, Putting forth that mm-hmm. cemeteries should be like a park, okay? It got scary. It, w- it used to be like a park where humans come in and hang out and do picnics. Yeah. And then Victorians, those creepers, made it all creepy and everything. Those Victorians. Well, the Hollywood cemetery gothic. is like a park and people had oh, yeah. have picnics Last there. Time yeah, but I'm just saying we, like, we saw a goth date happening. Oh, yeah. Cute little goth picnic day yeah. happening. There was Norwegian Day in Minnesota, and I saw somebody uh, like have their Norwegian flags like in the ground while having a picnic at a graveyard. That was funny. Wow. Uh, anyway, that was just a side thing. Yeah. Well, I like cemeteries. I, I have a very exciting announcement. Yeah, I was gonna say okay because this whole time I've been looking over and I just saw Peter go through like the craziest range of emotions. <laughs> First, he looked like horrified, and I was like, "Wait, is like LA on fire or something? And we have to run?" And then he looked just amazed, and then he started <laughs> laughing silently. So I, I'm very curious yeah, to hear what this so is. So for listeners at home, uh, while we do these episodes, like I, I just have like. 18 tabs open on an iPad, just doing like vague research on whatever, whatever we may be talking about. Um, so the, uh, uh, the douchebag boyfriend who shows up at the beginning of the movie, um, I was, uh, he, he's not credited in the movie. So really? I was curious, who is he? Uh, he's an actor by the name of 
Motown Maurice. Ooh, okay. Uh, and so I, I was originally just going to bring that up. He was like, cool name. I like it. Motown Maurice. Crazy old Maurice. Crazy old Maurice. <laughs> He's always good for a laugh. Um, so I, I, I think I just like six degrees of Kevin Bacon'd myself into this movie. Oh, uh, yeah? Because Motown Maurice. He's um, your best friend. He, uh, uh, looking he at his filmography. He's been dead for 30 years. He, he does a lot of like kind of uh, schlocky stuff. Like he did Jurassic Hunt or Dragon Soldiers or wow. uh, my personal favorite, WRZ, White Racist Zombies. Uh, that's the one we're what? doing next week. Oh, God. Um, yeah. That's my pick. No, I'm and, uh, uh, A few of these stood out to me as, uh, oh, wait, I recognize some of these movies. Why do I recognize some of these movies? I work with this producer. The Motown <laughs> with, Green? With Motown no. Maurice? Uh, no. Uh, so a lot of the movies Motown Sam Maurice F. is Mayo. in is produced by a friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> uh, and now I, I'm kind of thinking, it's like, wait a minute. Have I met this guy? And I think I have. Wow. Um, and you don't remember that's meeting Hollywood, anyone. Hollywood, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't remember meeting anybody. Uh, well, this looked very, like, small indie darling. So it yeah, kind of so I'm sure he's just like just a step above of white racist zombies. Yeah, you know? I'm sure he's, like, a local dude. Like, with budget and stuff. Yeah, um, who just, like, knows the director or, like, one of the actors or something. But, yeah, uh, oh, my God, he was also no, he was also in something called Snake Out of Compton. <laughs> wow. Dang, um, that's, that's a must-watch. But, yeah, and no. Wait, which I, guy is this? Motown Maurice, no, the no. douchebag boyfriend from the beginning. From the beginning, the one yes. in the... Not the one that she ends up with. No, 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 the bad okay. one. The guy she's on a date with. I don't think he's right. yeah, her the boyfriend. One, the one that was like yeah. soccer will be, will be. Oh my the most god! Popular sport. And the Beatles are dumb. Yeah. Oh my god! When he, you guys, when he said, when she was recounting what she, what he had said to her on their date, he was like, he says he's a Bob Dylan song and I'm a Britney Spears song. I think I saw red. I think I went apoplectic. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if about you guys, that line. If you, you guys know me, you know, I I've would pick Britney Spears. <laughs> Over Bob Dylan, 365 <laughs> days of the year, because Britney puts on a show and she dances. Bob Dylan's show suck that? now. Wait, so you appreciate this comment? Why? No, I am saying that for someone, and the way she said it, it was like, yeah, it was like offensive. And I'm like, hold up. Well, okay, hold up. Okay, listen, this is before all the the free Britney yes. stuff. This is I 2014. know. And also, Bob, D- like, take it, take it in stride with Bob Dylan, Pulitzer Prize winning yeah. story writer. It's just, and then I was just so pissed. I'm like, oh, if someone actually said that to me, I would, because f- it's like, okay, are you saying you're smart and I'm just pretty? Are you saying you're brunette, I'm blonde? Are you saying... Like you're culturally vapid. relevant. Are you saying I'm yeah. vapid? Like just all of it's such a I loaded thing. I was like, deep. that's what it was. Then she says, I didn't even know what that meant. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's offensive. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably my oh. least favorite quote. <laughs> Can I just say that um, 
this was a beautiful movie. Very it was cotton pretty. candy colors. Yes. It was the lighting candy was gorgeous. Also, really interesting <clears throat> thing that I was very aware of watching it this time, like the camera angles were interesting because the characters yeah. were always in the bottom two corners of the screen, leaving like a lot of open space to take in like the background. But almost every shot, the characters are framed so that it's just like their shoulders and head or like a close up in the bottom corners of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment that really got me like cinematography wise was when they did kind of make up in that hotel and it started snowing inside the apartment and they they had that kiss, like that close up kiss of like making mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. while making out. And I just was like yeah. blown away how beautiful that was because again it was odd framing. Mm-hmm. I think the chin was in the upper Upper like, it was like left just on quadrant. Their lips, like yeah, super it close. like cut off their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was mostly ju- Justin Long's eyes. long neck. Justin, um, hey. no, I'm just kidding. He doesn't have a long neck. He's Justin a Long man. Neck. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, I really loved how and and the camera kept floating, like especially in the cemetery scene at the beginning, mm-hmm. like it floated in, and then the the girl and Justin Long were center. And then it floated past and it was like, oh, what, what, where are we going? There. To yeah. a noticeable. <laughs> Go back. Put no, me down. Please, please come back. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a visually uh, very pleasing film. Uh, <laughs> pleasing. You use mm-hmm. pleasing again. Word sneak. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Get your bingo cards oh. out. You're ups- <laughs> welcome from obscurity. Bingo Do I cards say out. The yeah. things are pleasing a lot, or you just get, like the word pleasing. I feel like I like I, the word pleasing. It's very pleasing to you. I feel like this I is more about Wesley than Sam. Time, yeah, this is oh. this is more about me. He said that he found the word pleasing pleasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a anyway, theme. you thought okay. what was pleasing, Sam? Oh, just oh. like the visual yeah. style. All right, um, poll for you oh, guys. Oh, Peter said, all right. Everybody put another bingo card on. No. <laughs> oh, Wesley said something obnoxious. Everyone take a shot. <laughs> Wesley interrupts. Yeah, um, so uh, 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 favorite couple in the movie. I'll tell you right now, New York. What? Of, what are you saying? What is, what of the five that? scenes. Oh, which <laughs> scene did we like them best as a couple? Oh, yeah. New York was my favorite. Yeah, so when you said favorite couple, I was like, are there other characters? In the, the conductor and, um, yeah. Yeah, and the, the first date boy and the girl that he was <laughs> being I, emotionally I, I abusive like to. I Motown Maurice and Emmy Rosen the most. <laughs> Rossum. You like the underdog. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, no, what, I, what I, love, I love their dynamic in New York. What, like, uh, of the five different scenes oh, that we saw. That was, what, like, when they were, like, the most like that was just t- that was the biggest argument though. Oh, he kind of spent the whole time with her, just him realizing that she's cheating on him, and then she's crying. That was- I wasn't say it was the strongest relationship. It was my favorite to watch. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting because that's also the one where they're not actually physically with each other. Uh-huh. Like it's over the phone. Interesting. That's, that's, that's I, I do. I like that one too. Um, I think. I think that also showed Justin Long. You know, as a vulnerable, as a human being, mm-hmm. when he's like, you hurt me, you hurt me. And that kind of ended the argument. Whether she was right or not, like that. I think yeah. Justin was right in saying that. 
It is the only time that you actually, that's, that's the one where you feel the only time that he's in the right more. Mm. I feel like yeah. where he has a, where he has a leg to stand on. Yeah. Which um, that's a good, is interesting. That is. And also probably that is the one because that's the scene where you can empathize with him the most because he finds out his girlfriend is cheating on him and then his mom dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Double whammy. Um, I don't know. Double I don't know whammy. what my favorite. Sorry. I have mine. Honestly, I like them in the last I, that's scene. A, that's yeah. a very close runner up. Because I me. actually also feel even more so than Paris when they're not actually together is the first time too that I feel like she really like lays it out for him. Like I'm not doing this anymore. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And it's also when she's in the healthiest place of all of them Mm -hmm. because she's not with him. Uh, And I just think I like the, the dynamic of the two of them talking after so long and like reflecting on everything that we've been watching in the other scenes. There was a sick part of me though. Like maybe it's because it was a romance movie that at the end, I was really bummed that they didn't get together. Well, but then I realized. What happened after he walks towards he went her in and to it kiss cuts her. out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that supposed to be an inception moment? Like there was something supposed to happen? I just well, thought it, the yes. conversation There was, was no actually, spinning top and Hans uh, Zimmer's music was nowhere to be found. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. So the, last, the last line in the movie is given to Justin Long. Oh, yeah. Um, and he, he he's with Emmy and he's. I think he says, just give me a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shot holds on them in silence for exactly one minute and well, then cuts out. So then he walks towards her and yeah. it looks oh, like they might, he might be about to kiss her and then it cuts out. Mm-hmm. And the whole time during that one minute of silence, you just see these two, two sons. Mm-hmm. These slowly, Tatooine sons. Which I think <laughs> that was also something that I interpreted about it, watching it the first time with the whole parallel universe things that like minute where you get to watch the two sons coming up and you really feel like this is not our yeah. universe. This is, my I felt world. it was like him <laughs> saying there has to be a universe where we end up together. It was like, okay, them showing that we are for sure not in the same universe means mm-hmm. that maybe in our universe or in some other universe, they are together. Mm. I like that. It was kind of like mm-hmm. the like hopeful romantic yeah. uh, interpretation of this. I didn't even see him step forward. By the way, non sequitur. <laughs> a non sequitur. I like choked three times during this movie, and so what? maybe I wasn't Are you focused. Okay? What? Yeah, Are you like eating something. Uh, like, yeah, I was eating. Or you, or you no. Oh. I was eating spaghetti, <laughs> and that that was my first choke. I thought you were like an that emotional was my first choke. Mistake. No, no, no. And then I was like, I don't know what, ha- uh, you know, that I was a little unfocused during one period of the, and then I choked again. You were potentially dying. Uh-huh. Uh, potentially dying. I thought this I was. This movie I think, is a f- staunch anti-spaghetti movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then the third time, what, it was on, like, saliva. It was on phlegm. And I was like, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Not <laughs> again! Justin Long is personally is, trying to kill me. None of the choking was like yeah. as oh, yeah. a result of like some like like something surprised you. And you were no, like, I'm just like it was just a phlegmy you- pig, I guess. I don't know. Like <laughs> that's what I my that mouth. It's not any reflection on the movie. It's just a yeah. bummer that you're viewing. Just like, oh, no, I was. All I'm saying is wasn't maybe a bad at watching movies. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe I was a little distracted. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I didn't pick up. Well, this I'm part. so sorry that my movie pick nearly killed uh-huh. you, Leslie. <laughs> Bodes right. well for the rest of the uh, 
Sam picks. Oh yeah. man, that's my I would say, uh, I'm trying to pick a movie that'll kill one of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite scene, yes. is uh, in the beginning where it feels just like it's all ahead of them and they're just getting to meet know each cute. other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we're like meet I asshole. Think, <laughs> where the, um, where this movie, meet I think there are ass. moments where it. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Lily. Meet ass. Word search. No, I'll let it run its course. Keep get it out of your system. <laughs> no. Meaty ass. That's all I'll say. Bye. Okay. Okay. We're good. No more butts. <laughs> Especially not Brad Pitt's. Especially yeah. not Brad Pitt's. Hey. We bring it up again. <sighs> bring up the bingo not sheet. Not enough butts <laughs> in this movie. Bring up Zero the butts. But let let Lily, let Lily finish her her thought. Um, I think what this movie touched on that uh is very that I am always very drawn to in the romantic genre is when you're able to capture the, the feeling. Are you still laughing, Sam? No, no. I was oh, okay. I thought I was like, she why was are you stepping judging. away? <laughs> um, where it's just the two people talking. And I think the Justin Long and Emmy, they both really had a great grasp on the dialogue. Cause this is a, this is a checkoff play of dialogue. Like is. this is, it's a lot. And I think it was, um, just their chemistry it kind of made me think of like when Harry met Sally or when it's just them walking somewhere and it's just their chemistry and their back and forth kind of just carries the carries the momentum. And I think that was strongest when they're just getting to know each other. And I think there is and Sam correct uh, chime in if you if you if you need to. I think there is kind of a bit of a female fantasy where the guy you're with is just going to see you and just want to be with you. And he'll just follow yeah. you and love you. And he'll think you, you're so you're great. You're going to start saving guys from getting <laughs> hit by cars, you know? The fastest driving car in a cemetery yeah, I've car, ever seen. I don't know where that car was going. If it was like a body snatcher or something. <laughs> uh-huh. But they were booking it out of that cemetery. Uh, which, yeah, that's how they meet. He's like standing there and he sees her. And then a car comes out of nowhere in the middle of the cemetery. Yeah, where the speed limit says, is five. Cut to like. Dramatic opening sequence, <laughs> and that opens up another conversation where it's, "Oh, is he? Did he die? Is this sixth sense? Was he dead? You know?" Yeah, mm, they, yeah. they I think they say that at one point too. It's supposed to feel very like surreal, which is why I, I do think. That which like, I don't think scenes, it felt surreal. It's not. I, well, I, I would not. Descri- I would not describe this as surreal. Well, there was. I, I would say it was. I think there's definitely some surreal. Especially because like there's like a lot of like the green screen mm-hmm. kind of backgrounds that make it feel very like otherworldly. The snowing in the like apartment in Paris, mm-hmm. and I feel like it has a very surreal. Well, the music I took it as kind of gives it that like dreamlike quality. Oh yeah, the uncut gems like soundtrack basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think surreal elements, but if I had to describe it in a sentence, I don't think I would put that word in the sentence. Mm. I mostly just I feel because point, it though. feels like an unreliable narrative. Yeah, like I couldn't tell you right. exactly. It's definitely not the standard. Yeah. Well, and it with feels form. like you can only you can't judge the scenes based on what's happening or what you're seeing because it doesn't sure. feel like that might actually be what happened. I feel like it, the surreal elements to this were like what Birdman did, um, which also mm. came out in 2014, where yeah. there was things going on that didn't really affect the plot. I mean, it was whatever that movie was, this movie's still a romance without the, the, the surreal elements. I thought mm. it added to it, but it was, it was more extracurricular than, um, 
necessary. Yeah, exactly. But I also feel like without it, it, it would have been it would a, just, just be a romance. Like movie. five scenes of people talking, yeah. and it might not have yeah. had the same. Like I don't think it would be one that I would have thought of again. Like all these years later, if it didn't have some other element to yeah. it than just so, the, something to the pique your interest and keep you watching. Mm-hmm. I will uh, say, it definitely felt like the, the the meat of the movie though for me was the emotional stuff. And oh yeah, it felt like I don't know about you guys, but it felt like the. It was like, you know, the, the, their chemistry and analyzing and unpacking the story, that was like the, the main course and the, the surreal stuff and the two moons and it was, was, is he dead? That kind of felt like sprinkling, like a little seasoning. They, they could have been more definitive. With yes. That, for if they sure. wanted to make it a choice, they could have made like a choice. It could have been like an afterthought. Like it, yes. in some ways it feels like Sam Esmail really wanted to tell the story of this relationship, which I hope to God this isn't like about him and Emmy Rossum's relationship. Yeah. They're married. They're married. Yes. And she's like, yeah, I'll act in this movie. Uh, maybe it's about her ex because she was married maybe. before. Uh, he was. But, uh, but yeah, um, I, I do feel like it could have been a bigger part of the story. Drawn out more. And it and kind feels of, like he just yeah. wanted to write this and then was like, but we'll do a sci-fi thing on it. And then, and, you know, it'll be different. Mm-hmm. In the last draft or something. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt for me. <laughs> yeah. Last draft. It's all in this. I will say, yeah, a little bit for me, it turned into I lost focus, not just because of the choking guys. Uh, I lost focus <laughs> like in the middle of the movie before the infidelity argument. Um, it just got a little too Seinfeld about it was analyzing relationships, but it just turned into what's the deal with relationships, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. There's definitely, like, a few lines, like, I think I kind of know the area of the film that you're talking about, too. Yeah. Where, like, they just try to be like, relationships are like this, but not like this, because we're saying that this is ironic <laughs> and this isn't really uh-huh. like well, you what said we're it, saying, but this is actually what's happening. Like, you compared it to Sorkin, and i that's the one yeah. that I was going to say. I was like, social networking or network? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's very self-aware to the point where it kind of goes a little too far. Yeah. yeah. Where, to the yeah, point where, where it like, doesn't okay, work. I get it's it. It's like, I get you're trying to be a different romance movie. You don't need to keep telling us I'm that not this like is your a different other romance, romance movie. I'm not like, yeah, exactly. I'm not like other romances. I'm referential. <laughs> but like this Deadpool. almost feels kind of like, I think watching it in the beginning felt like a romance, but at the end it felt like kind of that 500 Days of Summer thing where it's a movie about romance, mm. but it Rather doesn't than, necessarily mm-hmm. depict a romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Ah, yeah. well, maybe that's that's maybe my problem is because my perspective is still kind of coming from before sunset or before sunrise. So mm-hmm. maybe I should start. Which is one of the best love stories oh, ever. Gosh. Like. Amazing. Like kind of one of the gold standards for like for me at least. Like I Oh, yeah. it's a beautiful I love that love story. All right. Yeah, okay, yeah that was Okay, I'll think story. of I was I expecting love love stories. I was expecting like shut up and dance with me at some points because of like the <laughs> vibes that it was giving off. Oh shut yeah, up. I could see yeah. that. If that if that well, song that had was the same time around. Oh well, yeah, yeah, I think Shut Up and Dance with Me came out a few after... years later. 
the movie released, mm-hmm. but I could definitely see it in the soundtrack. <laughs> well, actually, I had a song that I got obsessed with that came from watching this movie. It's not in the movie. It might be in the credits, but it was used on like the trailers for it. And I think it's Tom Rosenthal. And the song is like, it's OK. But the main lyric is like, it's OK. Someday I'm going to be with you, which mm-hmm. I kind of feel like is the premise of the whole like in parallel universe thing of like someday, maybe somewhere we are together, which Mm -hmm. I I got very into that song for a while. Yeah. I, if you cut out there, (laughs) no, I just paused for uh, a dramatic purposes. Yeah. So if you got in a ship, right. And uh, it took you to a parallel universe where uh, perhaps... I don't know. Do you think ships travel to parallel universes? Is that they, how we get... But never mind. They do in Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the uh, many parallel universes. Yeah. You, you go ahead. You travel to a parallel universe where uh, uh, you see uh, th- this movie in a uh, perhaps tumultuous relationship with Justin Long. Uh, are, are you, are, are you going to... Step in, maybe bring it back to our universe, maybe give it to our universe's nicer Justin Long to help <laughs> promote a little bit. Gonna leave it there, maybe bring it to a. a Wait, is the thing we're bringing back Emmy <laughs> Ross? <laughs> I'm so confused. I, I thought of this metaphor for He like, said we this wasn't Justin a slave Long. master dynamic. <laughs> like, he said it wasn't a slave we, master would dynamic. Would we stay with Justin Long or would we not? Yeah, I thought we're we're in a the, new universe where Justin Long is currently dating this movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Okay. I think. I think. I think it would make sense of would you break up or stay with Justin Long? Okay, I was trying to keep it like a weird sci-fi thing, yeah, but that makes I, more but sense. But it got confusing, and I don't know how to answer it that way. But okay, so you're currently dating this movie. <laughs> that is you Justin Long. With it? <laughs> this movie is Justin Long. Okay. Uh, are you? Are you? You're currently in a relationship with this movie. You sticking with it? You waiting it out? You cutting it off? What you doing? And bring Sam. it to show your friends. Me. Maybe we'll bring yeah. it back to the obscurity part. Yeah, do you bring introduce it to show your this fr- movie to your friends, uh-huh. to your family? To your mom, uh, who's dying, who's dying of cancer. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> we all went there. I was about to say. Oh. Uh, well, like I said at the beginning, when I first met this movie, I thought things were great. I felt really in love. Um, I really saw like a long life ahead of us. But, yeah. you know, it kind of grew apart. I kind of mm. forgot about them we sort of moved away and now being reintroduced to them i feel about this movie the way that that last scene of them reflecting on it is i feel like i've grown a lot and this movie doesn't necessarily mean the same things to me that i did but i still appreciate it and i really appreciate like what it did for me at the time that i watched it and i still like it it's solid um i don't know if we date anymore but i Mm -hmm. would i'd be okay to be friends yeah. So the movie, so this has come to, will you date this movie or yeah. break up? Wait, yeah. This is our Valentine's Day it. episode. I like it. Well, it's not because Valentine's Day was yesterday. Yeah, we all watched it out, on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. Yes. I didn't. I watched it today. Sorry. <laughs> Sinbad was my Valentine's Day movie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, for me, I would date it for a while. I guess mm-hmm. this this metaphor doesn't work with me. I would introduce <laughs> it to all my friends and family and at least once. And mm-hmm. 
because I don't know. This movie will. I feel like it's going to be sticking with me. Like I will be thinking about this movie and keep remembering some of the unbidden memories similar to a painting that, uh, whoa, that like these memories flood in of this movie to me. Um, have you ever heard of the, or the, um, it's a book called Station Eleven. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard of the show now, but I'm yeah, curious about the book. Yeah, it turned into a show. But the book I read, and I definitely was like, I don't know if I like this. And I still uh-huh. don't. And that was about six years ago. And I still don't know if I like that book, but I think about it all the time. And I feel like this movie might not be to the level of that that um, other piece of media, yeah. but I think it will come unbidden to my mind. So, yeah, I'll date this movie for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Lily? Yeah, I think I would follow this movie on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> Like crush from a distance, but not like yeah, and kind of ultimately come to the realization that th- this movie is not meant to be in my life forever. But mm-hmm. this movie has made my appreciation of movies that depict really kind of okay. How do I say this? <laughs> <laughs> I have an affinity for this movie because I really like it when there's just a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that this is the movie, movie for you. <laughs> and I'm really glad that they just went for it with all the lines. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to sound like oh, they didn't make it like this anymore. But I do think there is something to be said for when they just fucking go for it mm-hmm. with the dialogue and how the the actors had such a great command of. Again, it feels like a play. You know, I think I'm seeing it like a play. Um, they had such a great command of these little nuances and. So I'm, I will be, I was, I would be very glad that I saw this movie. Um, but I don't think, I think I would just, an occasional like, mm-hmm. ca- occasional peruse. Um, the re- one of the reasons I would, um, I, I'll give my, my second favorite line. Um, and it's at the very end, uh, uh, appropriately for the very end of our, our podcast. Um, it's at the very end there at the roof. And he just says, I used to think love wasn't real. Now I think life isn't real without it. Mm. Yeah, very nice. There's Fair. some great nuggets, yeah, uh-huh. like yeah. that. He, he does grow, I think, as yeah, a character. By yeah, you feel. You know what I think it is that I'm responding to is his heart kind of breaks open. There's more vulnerability, mm. and it's kind of like, oh, I can't just turn back time. I can't have what I want. Well, he goes, but I'll be a. But maybe I'll be a better person now. Maybe I have more empathy now yeah. than I did before. Yeah. I love how and he so went I'll, through his. I'll like, always follow it on Instagram. I won't yeah. block it. I won't unfollow it. I won't report it. You know. Gotcha. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a very similar mindset to Lily. Like, if I, if I went to like a nice little like shooting star show and I met this movie there, I think we'd have a nice conversation. Wouldn't exchange numbers. Um, maybe like we'll run into each other uh, later. Um, chat like I like. Uh, I'm not going to uh, uh, text my parents and be like, I just met someone. Um, Do you usually text? No, I don't think I've ever done that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He would text me. I'd text Wesley (laughs) instead. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, like I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it while watching it. I I don't think it's going to be one I come back to a lot. Um, I think maybe in like six years, 
uh, they like if it comes up again, it's like, oh yeah, I remember the that. Of their relationship. Yeah. Intentional. So I think uh, the consensus is that it's worth a watch, like just once. Yeah, I yeah. like if you haven't seen it, I think it's 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 also not that long. It's ninety yeah. minutes. Um, so like it's if you're in the mood for uh, a like nice dialogue driven romance. Um, with some interesting editing and some good characters. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I'd say mm-hmm. watch this movie. Yeah. Cool. I did it. You did it. Yeah. Also, I, I think we, we, uh, uh, alluded to this last episode, but, uh, uh, I'm going to, uh, make it an official thing. A sneak preview for <gasps> next week. If you, if you, if you lovely listeners at home want to uh, watch along with us, uh, I, I get to pick the movie next week, and I'm picking The Adventures of Baron Munchausen by oh, Terry Gillum. Right. All right. Um, and uh, I'm, very, I'm very curious to see what you all have to say about this movie. Is this a comedy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you have to think about it, though. It's it, kind of transcend genre. Okay. You'll yeah. see why. It's uh it's a Terry Gillum movie. Oh. Um and that's more of a genre than anything else. Great. <laughs> Self-contained universe. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say to our, our dear listeners, uh thank you so much for for listening to this episode if you made it all the to the all the way to the end. Um this is a something that we all really look forward to. Um I know I it's something that kind of is really it's really fun to talk about movies with my friends. And if you want to, uh, you know, give us a star rating on iTunes, that really helps us in the algorithm and get the word out. It does. Uh, five star review on Apple, I- on Apple Podcasts and a review that would mean the world to us. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thanks, thanks. Subscribe to us on Spotify, too. That helps. Whatever, wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, too. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll work on an Instagram. We'll work on yeah. connecting to you. We- we we technically do have an Instagram, but there's nothing on it. Yeah, so we're shit. working on it. It's an ongoing process. We all have kind of hectic <laughs> schedules right now, but I think we're doing the best we can. Yeah, yeah I think Sam and Lily were talking Paul's about starting a TikTok or guy. something. <laughs> My target schedule. Yeah, I have a few busy. ideas for some TikTok. Sam's gonna help me. I'm not as good at the at making them. I just kind of watch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what fun! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Hello from Obscurity. I've been Peter. I've been Lily. I've been Sam. I've been Wesley. And goodbye from Obscurity. Hello from Obscurity. <laughs>